What's happening, guys? Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Magic here on Anchor, the daily station, talking to you every single day about the best game in the world, Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Ben Bateman. I'm one half of the Masters of Modern podcast on Collected.company, but this is a conversation not just about modern, but about magic in general. I'm here at Grand Prix Las Vegas. I'm in my hotel room. Alex Kessler, my co-host, is on the other side of the room. We've been having a heated debate about Commander and Multiplayer versus 1v1 Magic, and kind of want to share some of the thoughts with you guys here because uh, as Alex and I do when we get into conversations, it tends to get uh, very uh, heated <laughs> and back and forth and the points rarely get resolved. But it gets me thinking because it's an interesting conversation and there's a lot of play to this conversation and I think not resolved is probably what happens when I don't think either of us has 100% the, the full foot to stand on in this conversation. So this is kind of the gist. <laughs> the kind of the gist of it is this. Uh, Magic the Gathering, in my opinion, has been designed in one way. The majority of the design has been one way for a long time. Much more this way early on before they started presenting commander decks and other things that are designed for multiplayer. But it has been a game that was designed to be played with a 60-card deck or a 40-card deck that's limited with two players probably playing creatures and spells, 20 life each, going back and forth one turn at a time. And the power of the cards you're playing, depending on the format, is what puts you in that position to negotiate what you're going to do on each turn and what your strategy is going to be, your tempo, whatever. And that's just how magic is. In some formats are more powerful, like vintage, and some are less powerful, like draft, but that's the way a game of magic works. Even, even in 1v1 singleton, with 100 cards, same thing. When you introduce multiplayer to it, what happens, in my opinion, and granted, this is not something I've played as much of, so it's not like I ha I'm the end-all be-all on the subject, but what I've noticed, and what I noticed again tonight playing, there is a tremendous amount of politicking and elements to the game that are non-strategic. Like, not non-strategic in the way that you don't have a strategy, but non-strategic that if I have a strategy that I feel I can control, that strategy can be thwarted in a way that my cards are not designed to fight against because they're designed, ultimately, the majority of Magic cards to be played in a 1v1 format. So if three people at a table decide that they are going to gang up on me because they think it's a fun thing to do, or two people are going to collude, you can't design a deck to fight against three people's hands and three people's board states if they choose that they want to not let you win the game. Now, there are obviously exceptions to the rule. There certainly are. There are obviously exceptions to the rule. If you, if you play a deck that's hyperlinear, a deck that uh, is ignoring the rest of the table and goes off on an early turn, if you play... There are ways to game the system if that's how you want to win. But as Alex told me earlier, if you're the player that does that, your friends often don't want to play with you very often because it kind of ruins the game for everybody. It's not really a fun environment. So my argument is that if Magic was if you could play commander or a multiplayer format in a way that there was strategic advantage and control where, where the best players in the world felt like they could play it and they could have a shot at actually gaming the system wizards would have sanctioned a competitive multiplayer version of magic a long time ago because it's very popular it's as popular or more popular than standard or modern they can't though because you can't control politics and table talk and the casual nature of a tabletop game of Magic with four players. You can't. But you can take that extreme. Why don't you just play right I just paused this. Because... That was the voice of Alex Kessler bleeding through in the background, fighting for airspace because he's so agitated in this conversation. But the question he asked was, if that's the way I feel, then why not play chess? Where you have perfect information. Where you have perfect control over each turn of the game. And the answer there is that's the reason you play just the game of Magic. Not just 1v1 Magic, but that's why you play Magic. Because 
we've always described it to people as it's poker meets chess and chess is not fun for me because there is there is no variance in chess and that's what makes magic unique so anyway guys that that's the general conversation we've been having and i would love to hear people call in on the subject because i think this is an interesting and worthwhile conversation to have if there's a version of multiplayer that exists that does allow you to play super super competitive i'm curious to know about it um because i i don't play a, a version of magic that's all that different or all that far from commander i play a, i play a hundred card format i willingly consistently do it and i'm playing with a wide card pool so it's not like taking a highlander deck and turning it into a commander deck is that far of a stretch it's what i've in fact done so i'm curious to know because <laughs> I would love to be proven wrong and get in on the fun and not feel like I'm stepping down to play it. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Favorite the station if you like what you're hearing. It is 10 Minutes of Magic here on Anchor. We'll see you in Vegas. Have a good time. What's up, guys? Back in the hotel room here at Grand Prix Las Vegas, bringing you more updates here on 10 Minutes of Magic, the daily station where we talk just about Magic the Gathering and only Magic the Gathering. Now, I talked a lot this last week to you guys about the fact that I was thinking about building an EDH deck, a commander deck, and that I wanted to have it built so that I could get away with playing some games here in Las Vegas. Well, as a lot of you know, I did build a deck. I built a Brea deck, uh, the colors being white, red, green, or sorry, white, red, black, and blue, uh, and it's an artifact-themed deck. What I actually ended up doing was I took a Highlander Roulette deck that was all about like early early aggression with like efficiently costed creatures, pieces of equipment, and then has all of the fast man artifacts and like a really really dink and dung mid game engine that could like you know get those extra points of damage in. And I kind of swapped out probably about eight or nine of the cards. I added five or six more black sources because I had you know Lox Opal and I had Mox Diamond and I had like um, Glimmer Voids and other things like that that were already in the deck. So I added about a half dozen more black sources and seven or eight cards I swapped out to fit and I turned it into a Brea deck. And I got to play about three or four games this weekend uh, with my deck. So it was a pretty interesting experience for me. I definitely shared with you guys at the end of Thursday night my feeling on Commander and kind of what the experience was and the 1v1 versus kind of multiplayer mentality and how, how difficult it is to build a deck reflective of the kind of way you like to play Magic as a 1v1 player if you have to build it to battle a table of people, especially if you're going to get politicked out. Um, so a couple things. Brea is really good. Brea is just a really good card in general. And um, I think that that's one of the reasons that my deck was able to translate so well. There's a lot of cool engines and interactions in the deck already that I've worked for a long time to make good and usable. But I think Brea is such a powerful card. She really pushes you over the top. And she does allow you to be aggressive in a very unique way. In a way that not a whole lot of like four mana sort of mid-range commanders I think do allow you to be aggressive. She, she really allows you to set up that early game stuff I'm talking about and then just sit back with open mana just you know to be able to just wreck people so uh, Brea was definitely really cool I definitely think some of the, the cheaper cards that early aggro stuff I mentioned probably has a harder time working in a format like this just because obviously it's in there to scale to a 20 life total life total where you only have to deal with one set of removal or disruption and also that you can get the blow enough so that by the mid game your engine can be focused exclusively on them when you're dealing with not only 20 life, but 40 life, those aggressive starts are terrible. So cards that are reasonable in my deck, like Court Homunculus, or cards like, uh, I think I play like Dryad Militant, some other, you know, aggressive-ish one-drops, those cards just become absolute crap. They become, like, almost unplayable. So if I was going to keep the same deck list and same idea, 
that early aggression stuff, I'd have to be very particular about what I was doing. And there would have to be a reason or some other, you know, reason that those, those cards or like the style of deck sort of fit what I was doing so that I was actually able to take advantage of the aggressive stuff. Otherwise, playing those cheap, kind of slightly more obvious effects is not good enough to play against three players. And that was definitely a lesson that I learned. Uh, another lesson I learned is that playing good cards are, they're just good all the time. So like playing really powerful stuff is going to be good whether or not you're playing 1v1 or commander. Um, and that's, that is just the way it is. So, you know, playing Soul Ring and Mana Crypt and uh, Mishra's Factory and, uh, or Mishra's Workshop and, Bre and Brea and all, just like, all these cards, like, of course the deck is good. So I won one game and, and almost got to another position where I beat Alex and definitely think that the Brea deck it has legs. It's a very powerful deck. I'm already considering building another one just because, like, that this one paints a little bit of a target on my head and also... I don't know, just like starting from scratch feels like it would be like a little more helpful. I'm heavily considering Tassiger. It's possible that I want to sort through and I want to try to make like a completely different deck idea and I want to just start from scratch. And I am curious, like I think Toshiro Umazawa is a card that I like a lot, but the rules of Highlander are, or of uh, Commander are so specific about the color symbols on cards you can play that I don't know if I could get away with that because... I am too much of a fan of like hybrid and alternate mana cost and flashback and for, you know Phyrexian mana and all of these things that you just can't play if you're playing a mono black commander. Um, so I don't know. I'll think about it. Uh, it's something I'm going to look into. I enjoyed myself enough that I think it's probably worth me building something from scratch that reflects the format now. So that's probably what I'm going to do. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. It was a great weekend. Uh, it was a lot of fun playing Commander. It was great to meet anybody who I met. Thanks for those of you that have been listening to 10 Minutes of Magic and pointed it out to me when I saw you. That was really meant a lot. And uh, find me on Twitter at Ben Bateman Media. Thanks, guys. Have a great, great weekend. What's happening, guys? Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Magic here on Anchor, the Daily Station, talking to you guys every single day about the best game in the world, Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Ben Bateman. I host the Masters of Modern Podcast on Collected.Company. And some days this show is about modern, other days it's not. I just came back from the Super GP in Vegas. It was an unbelievable experience. So much fun. Like so many people... Uh, I don't exactly know how many showed up, but I know a couple years ago they had 10,000. I wouldn't be surprised if it was between five and 10,000 this time. It did not coincide with the release of a Modern Masters set, so it was a little bit different of an experience, but they had three Grand Prix running back-to-back-to-back, -back -back, Legacy, Legacy uh, Limited, and then Modern. And uh, the Modern results, I believe, are probably in from the top eight, but I'm going to cover those tomorrow on the show. I haven't gone to do all of the full research, so uh, check back in tomorrow morning if you guys want to hear the results of the weekend and who won the tournaments and whatnot. So um, what I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about was stuff that I saw over the weekend, some great experiences I had, some ideas for decks that came out of the weekend. Just tell a few stories because this was a great weekend. Um, here are my highlights, and I will separate out the full explanation of these into separate little blurbs. First and foremost, I spoke a lot over the course of the last two weeks about building a commander deck. I have talked smack about commander for years now on this, on, like on Masters of Modern and just like anytime I met people because 10 years ago I played some games of commander and I've always thought that playing in a multiplayer format kind of took away from the 1v1 strategic competitive side of magic. It's not as much fun when three other people are there and you get teamed up on, you're going to lose the game. So, um, but I knew that this was going to be a big weekend with a lot of commander games going on and I wanted to make sure that I had a commander deck so I took my Highlander Roulette deck my Jeskai kind of metal crafty thing and I added Brea and I changed some of the lands around and I played some games with a Brea kind of 
mid-range with like an aggro start deck. And uh, the only really intense long game I played, I got second in my first game. The second game was this really intense long one where Jimmy Wong and Josh Lee Kwai and myself, a couple other folks played it and I ended up winning. It was a five player game. I won the game. The game was like two and a half hours long. It came down to a crazy epic 1v1 of me versus Josh Lee Kwai top decking off a Tefiri's puzzle box. And finally, with him with like four life left and ticking away at me with his Chromat that he was giving flying every turn, I was able to cast Brea for like the seventh time that game. And then finally, during combat, this was the craziest part, I fired off Galvanic Blast at his head, which he countered. But I only had Metalcraft because I had an Ink Moth Nexus that he was able to block. And then finally, I had a Shrapnel Blast, which I sacrificed my Blink Moth Nexus to, to deal the final point of damage. And that was the game. It was crazy. It was epic. It was fun. I enjoyed all of the things that people love in Commander. And I definitely will be playing again. So that was my initial deck. I think I'll probably build something else because from what I understand, Brea decks are like... I don't know, kind of like whatever, like they're super good and everybody knows it. It's a tier one commander. I want to build something that's a little bit more in my style, though I do love Bray. I think that card's great. So that was the, the first story, guys, my commander deck. I have, a, I have an idea for another deck that I'm going to talk to you guys about right now, but uh, that was my first story, my first major story of the weekend. Coming up, I'm going to chat with you guys a little bit about the modern stuff that I saw, the modern deck that I played, and then the idea for other commander decks that I'm going to be building. Thanks for listening, guys. It's 10 Minutes of Magic here on Anchor. Be sure to favorite the station if you like what you're hearing, and if you are listening to this on a different platform, go download the app, anchor.fm, and find my station, 10 Minutes of Magic, because uh, I love talking, love talking magic with you guys. Have a good one, guys. Talk to you in a second. And welcome back to 10 Minutes of Magic here, guys, on Anchor, chatting with you every day about Magic the Gathering. I'm Ben Bateman talking to you right now about some ideas in the space of commander deck building. Uh, this is new for me because I am a new commander player. Yeah, yes, I'm going to call myself a commander player now because I had a fun weekend at it, and I want to make sure I have at least one or two decks that I feel are you know, my style and represent me as a player and all those things. So I'm toying around with the commanders to build with. Um, Strategically, I think it would be very cool to build with Sig River Cutthroat. I think a 1-3 for 2 that has built-in card advantage, if you could protect it, seems like a good idea. I like that you have a 2-drop that is powerful every single game, and I also like that the colors are blue and black, and with sort of like all opponents lose life effects and, and like Tim effects and things like that, you should be able to get a lot of card advantage out of like medium-powered spells, and then also the scaling up of Sig every time you exile it back to the command zone, seems like not the worst. It feels like you could play a lot of counter spells. Now, I would love it if you could play red in here, because playing a gutter snipe in this deck would be unbelievable, but there's a lot of things that I think are pretty interesting. I'm considering maybe a zombies build with Sig as the commander, because there's a lot of zombies that when they die, trigger life loss from each opponent. So if I could stack those effects, or like, just anything. I like the idea of Psionic Blast drawing me a card. There's a lot of things that seem really, really cool with Sig. So that's the first idea that I've been toying with. Um, I imagine that is probably a commander people have played with a lot. I considered a Tassiger deck. I like the idea of playing Tassiger. I don't like as much the idea that Tassiger ends up in this, like, um, having to play a lot of cantrips to fuel, you know, your graveyard. Killing people with Tassiger feels like finding, finding a way to kill somebody with that guy just doesn't seem like it would be as... Uh, dink and dunk as maybe playing Sig, where Sig, you can get him down on turn two consistently, and the whole deck is built around just making Sig good, as opposed to having to fill your graveyard up and then finding a way to win with Tassiger, because I don't want to just go with the cheesy, like, I don't really want to just go with the cheesy, like, um, go infinite mana and just draw your whole deck with Tassiger angle. So with the other idea with Sig that I was thinking of was some sort of, like, recursive 
recursive people lose life effect uh, that would draw me cards, but then also poisoning and proliferating and playing enough effects that put a poison counter on somebody or, you know, hasting, I, I don't know, protecting a poison creature and just getting one poison counter on somebody. That feels like more of an Atraxa deck. But anyway, that's definitely something I'm toying with. So, so those are the two main commanders that I was looking at that I thought would be really fun to build around. Um, also, I think Anax and Siamid, the the... Theros red-white commander with heroic that gives your whole team plus one plus one seems pretty interesting as well That seemed like a cool idea to maybe try to build some sort of aggro double strike kill everybody at one time and one big sweeping turn Thing so those are the ideas that I was toying with they all seemed like a lot of fun I'm definitely gonna spend some time working on building commander decks coming up here So I can embarrass Alex Kessler when we play games and also you know be able to kind of interact with the rest of the commander community a little bit Because it's a very vibrant community anyway guys. Thanks for listening. It's 10 minutes of magic here on anchor call in with your ideas if you have have any ideas on the specific commanders I mentioned or any other commanders that seem like they fit in the same kind of space that I like to play. would love to know your thoughts and uh, favorite the station if you like what you're hearing, guys. Thanks for listening. It's Ben Bateman here for 10 Minutes of Magic. Talk to you guys about Modern in just one second.